Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. It is officially sweater weather here in Wisconsin. Last week, I met a friend for coffee and I ordered the hot version of my favorite matcha latte instead of the iced blended version that I get in the summertime. And I realized I hadn't gotten the hot one in months. So that's my gauge right there for measuring when Indian summer has officially turned into a chilly fall and winter is on the way. But it's okay because there's beauty in the changing of the seasons. And I do love going to a nice coffee shop to stay warm and visit with friends. So while I was there and I was waiting for the barista to make my latte, I wandered around the coffee shop for a little bit. They have a small section of gifts and artisan greeting cards. So I was reading through some of these cards and I saw that they all had one thing in common, pithy sayings. Some of them were birthday cards and they'd say, shine bright, or you make the world a better place just by being you. And others were cards meant to encourage with phrases like, happiness is just around the corner, or you can do anything you set your mind to. And it got me thinking about these typical sayings that we hear tossed around and we read them on social media and they're on dollar store mugs, right? And these are words that are meant to cheer us on, but are they true and are they actually helpful? So in today's episode, I thought it would be fun to share a few pieces of common advice that we hear often, especially in the business world. And then we're going to debunk them, especially if you're a go-getter or a self-starter and you're a Christian trying to serve other people in this online business world. There are some pieces of common advice that you should never buy into. So let's talk about just three of them. The first one was actually on one of those cards that I saw in the coffee shop. It had a really pretty sketch of a colorful bird. And on the outside, the cover, it said, I know things are hard right now, but you'll get through. Then I flipped the cover and saw on the inside these words, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. Now on the surface, that sounds like encouragement, right? Just believe in yourself, believe in your abilities and in your potential. And on the surface, there really is value in that statement. I mean, we do need to recognize our potential. We need to believe we're capable of achieving our goals. But first, we need to recognize why. What is the real source of our abilities? Hebrews 13 tells us, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. In Philippians 2.13, we read, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And that tells us if there's anything capable in us, it's God. He has the power. We are just the conduit. 
So believe in yourself if you believe in God first and you understand where he fits within the big picture. Now, we've got to keep that order straight, right? God fuels us with talents so so that we can use those talents to serve others. We don't generate the talents ourselves. That's exhausting. (laughs) And it's not even possible. We have to stay plugged into the source. In John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So when in our minds, success or failure becomes all about us believing in ourselves, all about me, 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 my capabilities, my passion, my determination, well, then we've completely missed the point. We're going to struggle to persevere. We're going to struggle to weather storms. We will struggle to keep any sort of consistency in our victories because we're thinking that whether we rise or fall, it's all up to us, the human. And our flesh, our intelligence, our abilities have limits. But when we acknowledge God as the source of those abilities, then our potential is unimaginable. Scripture even says so in Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So that's number one. Don't just believe in yourself. Believe in the one who created you and empowers you to do what he called you to do. And if you think about it, that's actually way more exciting and encouraging than believing in yourself. When we realize it's not all about me and my abilities, it's about God working through me, that takes the pressure off. So that was number one. Number two, follow your heart. How many of us hear this? Follow your heart. Have you said that to somebody before? And actually, I don't want you to follow your heart. Please don't. (laughs) We just hear this well-intentioned advice all the time. And on the one hand, I get it. You know, what it's saying or what it's meant to say is do what brings you joy, what you believe is best for your life. But the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Our hearts will lie to us. We were made to be emotional beings. That's true. Emotions are designed by God. They're a good thing. But like everything else in our flesh post-fall, our emotions are tainted. So we have to filter them through the truth of Scripture. And here's what the Bible says about getting what we want. Psalm 37.4, one of my favorites. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. That's not a pinky swear promise from God that if you love him, he'll give you whatever you ask for. What it means is that if you take delight in him, which means the more you seek him, follow him, spend time with him, the better then you're going to know him. And the more closely your desires for yourself will align with God's will for your life. The more you know God, the more you love God, the more you stick with God, the more you're going to want what God wants for you. So here's what that looks like in my work, for example. I'm an ideas person, right? You probably are too. I've got lots of ideas for projects or for products that I want to add to my business or ideas for opportunities that I've got to partner with people or to try new strategies. But just because I can pursue something or I want to pursue it doesn't mean that it's what God wants for me necessarily. So I've got to take a moment to remember who's boss with a capital B. 
and, and submit my desires for my business beneath God's plan for my business. And that just means I pray for God to make it clear whether or not I should follow through on any given idea. The idea here is just just to not move ahead and do it and ask him to bless it later. That would be still putting myself in the driver's seat. So instead, taking delight in the Lord, wanting to follow his will means that I acknowledge his rightful place in the lead. And then I ask him to help me determine if this desire of mine is actually something he wants me to move toward. Because if it's not, then honestly, I don't want to do it, even if I think it's the most brilliant idea I've ever come up with. My heart is deceitful. So I've got to check my desires, my ideas, my plans against God's plan for me. And if he's not opening the door, the worst thing that I can do is try to shove it open anyway. You know this, if you've read the Bible, then you know ignoring God's lead, which is otherwise known as disobedience, that never ends well. Sometimes God just slams doors shut. And he makes it really obvious what he does not want you or me to pursue. And sometimes he'll open doors that will surprise us and delight us. Doors that we didn't even know we were looking for. So should we follow our hearts? Only if they're submitted to God's heart. And that's a daily commitment, a daily habit that we develop of putting him first. All right, so that's why we shouldn't necessarily follow our heart if it's not delighting in God, first and foremost. And then finally, the last one, and this one might surprise you, but it bugs me so much anytime I hear somebody say this quote, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Okay, so maybe that's valid if what you're doing is truly ineffective or harmful or stupid. But stupid is in the eye of the beholder. I want to tell you a little story to suggest that maybe there's a different way to look at this common adage. Okay, there's a scene in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus is sitting in Simon Peter's boat speaking to a crowd along a lakeshore. When he finishes preaching, Jesus tells Simon to put the boat out into the deep water and let the nets down for a catch. In Luke 5.5, we read, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. But can't you just picture Simon rolling his eyes here? Right? Oh, come on, Jesus. We've already spent the entire night on this useless boat, and I'm telling you, the fish are not biting. Been there, done that, it's not going to happen. Again and again, Simon and his fishing buddies had tossed out their smelly old net with no results. Eventually, they just decided the fish had won this round, and they rowed back to shore, probably exhausted, and then they washed out their fishing gear. It's time to go home and eat breakfast, right? So why, then, does Simon drag his net back out anyway? It's because Jesus said so. And then look what happens. Luke 5, 6, and 7. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Isn't that awesome? Jesus didn't only give Simon what he hoped for, a net full of fish, but he gave him two boats filled with fish, so many fish that the boats couldn't handle the load. Now, Peter could have chosen, Simon Peter could have chosen to tell Jesus, nope, there is no point in rowing out again. You know, we've been doing it over and over all night long to no avail. 
doing it again and again and expecting different results. Now that's just crazy. But Simon didn't say that. He trusted Jesus even when the circumstances appeared fruitless. So Jesus rewarded Simon for his faith by giving him immeasurably more than he could ask or imagine. So I want you to think for a second, what are you asking God for right now? Where in your life are you tossing out your net time after time with no results? If it's in your business, for example, maybe my fellow writers, are you submitting article after article to that magazine or reaching out to that publishing house and getting rejection letters every time? Or my fellow business owners who keep running those ads or sending those emails and you're just waiting for the sales to crack open? Or those of us who are praying every single day for that thing we so desperately desire, whatever it is, day after day when you see no results, it's so easy to start doubting. You know, is this ever going to change? But you keep praying anyway. That's not insanity. That's faith. Because at any moment, God could decide, today is the day. I'm going to fill your net so full because of your obedience that your boat won't be big enough to carry all my blessings. Luke tells us, Luke 137, for nothing is impossible with God. And then you want to know the most interesting part of this story? In the end, after Simon had caught the biggest haul of his life, this was a catch that probably could have earned him, I don't know, a month's or even a year's worth of wages. He chose to walk away from it all. Luke 5, 10 and 11, then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. In our businesses, we think we're waiting for the big haul of fish, right? The five-figure launch, the $1,000-a-day ad spend profit, that huge partnership that's going to bring in thousands of leads. We imagine those results are the goal. That would be the answer to so many hard-fought prayers. But Jesus says, no, not really. No, he's got something far more important in mind, a chance to follow him. Maybe the purpose of your insanity is to draw you closer to your Savior, to discover how he fills your needs, and he knows everything that you don't know. Whatever your challenge is, even as you get up again tomorrow and you face it all over again, will you trust him? Will you and I believe that one day he's going to fill our nets beyond capacity? Then maybe when that gift is in our hands, we're going to realize that it's nothing really compared to knowing the giver. Thanks for listening, friends. So glad you're here. God bless you. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Business Podcast. If this episode inspired you or helped you in some way, would you consider sharing it with a friend? If you know somebody who could use a little boost in their own business, whether it's an online colleague or an in real life friend, I'd be honored if you pass along this podcast to bless them. It's like I've always taught my kiddos, sharing is caring and it helps me encourage more people, which is a pursuit God has laid on my heart. So thank you. Together we can help more Christian voices speak up, serve people, earn an honest income and change the world. Until next time, bye-bye.